first cut. Queen Kelly ain't you eyes. Ellie Wicks go and be love. Mothers of the priesthood, daughters of a true king. Grew up in the Frenchhood, home we be birthing. Blessings, extra blessings, sovereign music, putting work in. 375 MTL, perfect timing. Fast foods are bad on that green juice and herbs. So, hi everybody. Super happy to be talking with you all. And Shalisha, one of my favorite, favorite people in the whole world and forever. We've known each other for a really long time. I, how long? 15 years? We've known each other for 15 years, yes. 15 years. So it's been a long journey and we've been uh, really, really close to each other, but our listeners don't know you. So maybe you can just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Um, well, Shalisha or Callie Green's my artistic name. Um, a little bit about myself is uh, it's a mouthful because uh, I have a lot on my plate, but um, I'm basically the co-founder of a publishing company, Sovereign Music Movement with my husband. Um, I am a mother of seven children. I am a artist um, and basically uh, a, I teach them, I homeschool them. So I, I, I consider myself a teacher, but this is where the whole mothers of a new era thing comes into play. Um, basically, um, you know, those are, I wear a lot of different hats, but, uh, you know, I guess that's it. You know, we'll talk more further and find out a little bit more about me, but in the simple, simplest thing, I'm just a mother of a new era. <laughs> <laughs> so big question. Why is birth important? I mean, obviously it's important because we all get born, but why is it important? Bigger picture, especially <laughs> these days. What is so important about it? Uh, what I found is so important about it is just that the way that we're brought into the earth, it has an effect on the way we live on earth. And, uh, you know, having knowledge of birth, it really does empower you throughout your whole life. And not having that knowledge, I find that there was some things that were lacking in my own personal experience in life, uh, just not knowing the simple, um, the simple realness, I guess you could say, is when it comes to birth and having babies and what that means. Um, oftentimes I was outside of myself. I, when I, when I, about birth, it was like I was learning from someone else. Tell me about birth. And um, I just felt that after having my first baby, that was really important to learn and know for myself because I was going to have to raise the children too. So to go through the whole process, it really just helped me to become uh, I just, I think a better person, uh, and a better, a better mother. So I think the importance of birth is taking hold of it and having knowledge of it and being aware of all the parts of it so that you can, um, be aware more in life. It's interesting. Cause, uh, we're right now just talking to each other on the, on the, the day after the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the whole year. And we're moving towards longer days now, even though it doesn't seem long at all. It's going to be getting dark soon. It's only four o'clock. Uh, I feel like bigger picture even in the world as a, as a whole. Well, I'm a ridiculous optimist, but I do feel like we are moving towards into a, into a more of a, more of a daylight, more, more daylight. And I, and I think that the choices that we're making around giving birth are part of that. 
but just in your life, what choices did you make around around uh, birth and around also around accompanying birthing mothers? Oh, the technical gremlins are starting. Don't worry about it. So, um, Shalisha has been part of my life for 15 years, like I said. She's one of the people that has taught me so much about birth because of the really um, honest, really, really courageous choices she has made. She, uh, she did my doula training, so she learned to accompany mothers. And um, she, she actually does that all the time. She worked for my volunteer organization, Montreal Birth Companions, and, and accompanied women through, through all sorts of different circumstances from different places and really helped to walk with them and give them their power. And that is, the, that is what we're doing here, basically, with baby magic, with all of the things that I'm doing right now. My goal, my task is to give... To give to the world an opportunity that women can find their place again to to give birth in an autonomous way and so what does that even mean is that about like oh my best birth so i can feel so great no it's not about that it's about putting power into the world honest power where people are not um oppressed and abused and the most primal way that they're oppressed and abused is in the birth experience. Hopefully Shalisha's getting her um, her technical gremlins out of the way and she can share with us what she's learned over the years. But the the autonomy of birth and the autonomy of, of life is one of the things that Shalisha and her group of uh, people in her family and her extended family have really been teaching us in the world. So, um, and it isn't that, that was why I brought up the idea of the, uh, of the winter solstice. It, it isn't that, oh, if you have a birth experience that isn't fantastic and wonderful, that the world is going to be a worse place or that your relationship with your children is going to be any worse or anything like that. It's about finding that power so that you can move forward in life without getting glitched up. Like right now we're getting glitched up with this technology. Other women get glitched up because they had a, a really difficult and abusive birth experience and they, they get glitched on that and hung up on it. And then they can't move into the next chapter um, until they've really worked through that. So my job is to, to work through with women through the difficult glitches that they have and then work in and then move with them into their real power. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. I'm sorry about that, Rivka. Sorry. Oh, I just got the chance to be in the total limelight. Like, <laughs> no problem. Well, Everyone had to listen to me blathering on about power and stuff like that. It was all good. Great. So um, I was in the middle of asking you, in your life, what choices have, have you made around birthing and also uh, around accompanying birthing mothers? Because you've given birth yourself seven times, but you've also accompanied mothers on their journey. So what choices have you made consciously about that? 
Well, the first choice um, I made was to have a home birth with uh, my second son. And in making that choice, it just opened my mind up and it opened me up to all these other things that happened in my life afterwards. Once I experienced having a home birth and um, learning more about myself and going through that, I felt empowered. And at that moment, I said to myself, this is something that I want to share with every single person that I know because I didn't know this. I wasn't aware of this. I thought birth was something um, that was, you know, something that I had to give myself over to somebody to help me through some problem that I had being pregnant or to give me that. And uh, when I had the baby at home um, with the help of wonderful people around me, um, I was empowered. And at that moment I said, this is what every woman should know. Whether you choose to have a baby at home or you choose to have a baby in the hospital or you choose to have the baby however and whenever you want, you should at least have the option and at least be aware that this is out there. Um, so that was that started me my journey as my first son and experiencing that. After that, I got aware of I became aware of so many other women that were in my same position that they didn't know about their bodies. They weren't educated about birth. They weren't educated about anything. And then now you're jumping into this huge experience of raising children. And there's kind of like this really big part of birthing. It just kind of, we just skip over that part. And I didn't want to skip over that part anymore. I thought that part was just so important. And I was educated and I was enlightened. My midwife that I had at the time um, shared with me so many things that I felt like I should have known as a, as a teenager, as a child growing up that I didn't know. Um, at that point, it turned my mind and said, this is what I'm at. I'm a birth keeper. I'm all in. <laughs> So uh, I was just, uh, when I was chatting with the world, when you were out scurrying around getting rid of those uh, tech demons, um, <laughs> I, I let everyone know that you were, that you were um, active in Montreal Birth Companions and you had accompanied mothers in all sorts of different circumstances and, and walked along that journey with them. And, um, and I know that even now you're still accompanying mothers and giving advice and, and creating opportunities for women to find that power. And I think one of my mantras these days is that, like you said, whether you choose to birth at birth at home, birth at home, birth at home, in, home in a hospital, on a sailboat, whatever, the importance is that you have a safe, a safe and sacred place to give birth, wherever that is, whoever is with you. That is, that is absolutely, I, I truly believe it's a woman's right to have a safe and sacred place where she chooses to give birth. Absolutely. So what, uh, what was some more difficult moments for you during in the, in this journey in terms um, of just in terms of your birthing journey? Yeah. You know, the most difficult thing is oftentimes dealing with the ignorance that I have of my, I had myself and people around me. So first off, everything that happens to you, you don't know anything about it. So you naturally want to run to uh, get that help. What having a birth or oh, having a home birth did to me, it made me become my own nurse and my own like for learning of myself. So no longer was I running to, you know, find out what was happening. Like say, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm feeling this way, or I have these pains or things. I started to like run to myself. I said, okay, well, let me look this up. Let me read a book. Let me learn more about myself. But the challenges comes in if you don't have people or community or at least somebody around you that 
um, is understanding and going with you on that journey, you find yourself running into brick walls. Oh, you want to have a home birth? Well, why? Don't you think that's a little like we don't need to do that anymore? We live in the new age. You know, you can go to the hospital, these types of things. And if you don't have a strong support system, you find yourself being very weak and vulnerable. That was the hardest thing to say, hey, I want I, I, I think that I can do this. I believe that I can do this. But everyone outside of me and around me is saying maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should think twice. Um, I think that is one of the biggest things, like you said, a sacred place. A, a people around you or at least one person around you that is that voice of reason that helps you get through those times where you don't believe uh, or you get scared basically you get nervous of all the possibilities of what could happen mm -hmm. um, I stopped thinking about what could happen and just started learning about all the things that could happen and what you have to do because if it happens you have to deal with it anyway right yeah so um, that was one of the things that were a little bit difficult but luckily I kind of built that support around me and I have that support around me. I have a great husband that is also, you know, he's in this life with me. So it works for us, but the ignorance of everyone around us, not only the people that are just like family members that care for you and just want the best from you. When you go into the hospitals and you deal with um, the hospitals as well, you get a little bit of fear, a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of like, you know, um, maybe you shouldn't do it this way. I think that's the, one of the biggest things to overcome. Once you overcome that, once I overcame that, I was into like really focusing on learning what I need to learn to be able to take care of myself and take care of my family. Your family and your community and the whole world. Honestly, you're one of the powerhouses around here. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, this is true. This is true. So I... I, I hear that you believe this, but I want to just ask you to talk about how um, the birth choices that you make influence your life choices and the other way around. How do your life choices influence your birth choices? And it's, it's so complicated and it's such a mystery. So I'm not asking you to give everyone just like the A and B answer, but, no. but talk to us about that. Um. I guess there's coming from having the home birth into what that does um, for me, it empowered me, Rivka. That's just what it did. And say, what does that mean to empower me? Well, it said that for one, I know how my body works. Wow. For two, it worked well. So now that it worked well, I'm feeling even more stronger that I was able to get through some things. So now when it comes down to, okay, my child, this other problem or something that seems that it needs some attention, how do I handle it? Well, I'm going to handle it the same way that I handled my birthing situation. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to have the power that I had when I delivered, uh, when I, when I went through the three months of pregnancy and, and labor and so forth. And now I'm just more confident in handling all the problems in my life. It's not even the raising the children. It's just with everything. I had more confidence that I can do it and that I didn't need anybody else to do it for me. So that was one thing. Um, so it led over in just to me wanting, I don't run my children to the doctor. I don't run myself to the doctor. I will use the doctor if need be, but this experience just allowed me to be more comfortable with those things. Um, it made me say, okay, well, I can, I took the power of having the baby myself. Well, let me, I think I can educate the children too. I was in homeschooled Rifka. I didn't even know, you know, and, and I felt nervous taking on such 
a big responsibility. But I also had the children. And I also thought that having a home birth was a big responsibility. And I succeeded there. So I also felt like I could succeed in these other things. Top down, I just really believe that that's what that did for me. And that's what it can help other people do. Um, but going the opposite way, as far as you know, not having a home birth, I don't think, or not having birth, I think that when you're not aware of the birthing process, however you have it, it causes us, or me at least, to let a lot of things in my life go and allow someone else to take responsibility for it. And, and until I get to a point where I feel that they should take responsibility for it because I don't have the knowledge anymore. That's what I um, don't want to do. And I think that's what, empower, that's what having a home birth did for me. It empowered me to take back myself and to say, I'm going to learn myself. I'm going to raise myself up. I'm going to educate the children with every, with the support around me. Um, and so, you know, I, I can't say for everyone, Rivka, I, for myself, that the first time that I had a baby and that I had it in the way that I did being at home, uh, young and not knowing anything, it gave me the power to say, you know what? Like I'm, I'm, I'm smarter than I thought I was. I'm more capable. I'm more able. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to share that with the rest of the world that we are strong women and men and children alike. And we can do things. We don't have to, um, I guess, look outside of ourselves for everything. Very true. And such a hard lesson to learn and such a hard lesson to learn in this culture of fear that we live in. Yeah. I mean, don't you remember when you were little? Like I remember when I was little, cause I'm older than you. I remember like we, like we had so much more freedom to do things without people like watching us all the time. And it's and nowadays everyone's so afraid of, of something happening. Um, and that seeps into every every aspect of our lives. I want to talk to you about a difficult thing. It's always the elephant in the room when I'm when I'm chatting with many of my birthy friends. Um, racism in birth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that when I was running uh, NBC, a lot of the women that that we that we served were either like um, black, indigenous, or other people of color. And they had a they had a tough time. I experienced, um, you know, I witnessed some some pretty difficult situations in the hospital and even in the birthing centers. Did you experience that as a birth companion when you were working with NBC? And and do you think it's part of the the choices that you've made? And not only that, do you think that the choices that you've made are part of the cure? Um. I would say that, yes, I have seen it clearly working with women, the racism or the way that they're treated. Yes, clearly. Um, I have stepped out and the reason, one of the reasons why I wanted to take possession of my own births and so forth was one of those very reasons I didn't like and didn't feel like I was being taken care of or that they even cared for my psyche, my faith, 
just everything that was part of me that comes with birth. Um, and so, yeah, I absolutely think one of the solutions is to educate women on um, home births and to provide communities and doulas and, and educate and, and raise up a lot of little uh, midwives um, so that they can take the power in their own hands and they don't have to have that service because that's what the hospital is, right? It's a service. We're saying we want to go here, you know, you're servicing me, but now we're at the point where we can service ourselves. And um, I absolutely 100% think that is a solution. And one of the solutions that I chose to take hold of, um, there's a lot of women around me, Rivka, that actually were not gonna have a home birth or weren't even aware of a home birth. And I was the home birth advocate. And um, I've seen probably like six to seven women on just giving them, just sharing with them, hey, you know, you can have the baby at home and you know, you get to stay there and you learn more about your body and all these different things. It opened up their mind and it changed their lives. To this day, I get calls like, oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. And I'm thinking to myself, it's not me, it's you, you did it, you yeah. know, it, it's you. So yeah, Rivka, it's unfortunate that we live in a world where there's a lot of racism, but you know what I find out too? It's a systematic thing. It's like you come in there, that you don't have that family support, you don't have whatever the medical, whatever it may be. So you're you're labeled and you're categorized and you're and you're and you're put to a, a certain place. I personally believe that in people's genuine heart, they don't want to be that way to people, but because the system is a certain way, it causes people to get um, not the care and the attention that they need. Um, I'm not against hospitals. I'm not against doctors, but I am for women taking hold and families taking hold of birth themselves because I believe it can be done. So Rifka, unfortunately we have experienced some things in the birthing uh, world um, that we can't escape racism anywhere, right? So why in that world we wouldn't see it? You know, I, I actually had a story Rifka where I went to uh, my, one of my first births and the baby, uh, uh, it was a Caribbean woman of course, and the baby came out and the first thing that the doctor said was like, because uh, the, the baby uh, booped or something or, and the baby said, oh, you know, you got a, you got a, you got a, you got a bad one here. You know, you got like a tough one here on you. And it just, the way that he communicated about the baby, it just wasn't right. It's almost like he put a negative connotation on the baby and the baby was just, just came out the womb. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to the mother, like you have this child that's not good enough already when it was just it should have been left out of there, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I, I do think so. And that's why, you know, I live the life that I live. Rivka. You know, that's why I advocate for women who have the babies um, at home with their families and those who love them, but to be educated on it, too. Yeah. I've been speaking a lot, actually, with uh, with physicians and midwives, and the amount of pressure and and stress and fatigue uh, that they are under themselves is unbelievable. Yeah, it's really. I mean, part of part of our choices and part of our trying to trying to cure the system um, by you know moving away from it and and finding our own power part of that part of the solution will be that the pressure is taken off those people because they're they're living such different in such a difficult place because most midwives and doctors actually go into it with the caring hearts that we have 
and then just gets beaten out of them by by paperwork and 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 um, rules and regulations and overwork. It, it's it's a tough situation. I agree. I agree, and that's why I I say that we can open up that space. I say, and let's the people that need to go to the hospital and people that are sick and are injured and that are hurt can go to the hospital and birthing mothers can have their baby (laughs) wherever they're at yeah and i mean obviously there's a there's a there's a thing here because are we just talking about the mothers who even you know there are mothers that don't even have a home you and i know that we worked with those mothers at uh, at nbc and you know in an ideal world no one will not have a home and in a little bit, moving towards an ideal world, there'll be birthing centers where everyone is welcome. So, so that's where we're moving towards. Not like everyone has their home where they can where they can birth and they can hire a bunch of people and pay a bunch of money. But, but every woman has that safe and sacred place where she is welcomed. That's the idea. The idea is it starts with the birthing mother saying, I can do this. Then the community around them saying, hey, we can support this. And then hopefully we can grow into where in each city, in each place, there is a birthing center for mothers that don't have homes or don't have the best homes or for just mothers that still even even would like to have their 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 babies at the birthing centers. Um, I I'm an advocate for birthing centers if if if, uh, the home doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think we've talked about a lot of difficult things, and now I want to jump forward into joy and positivity. Yeah, nice. We have so much fun together, me and Shalisha. Just, just telling you guys all out there, um, we share um, we share a little bit of athletic history together. One yes. of the one of the my most fun times when I was visiting Shalisha when she was very very far on in her pregnancy was when she was decided that we needed to wrestle a little bit yes. and uh, she succeeded in uh, winning that wrestling match. <laughs> but um, Shalifa, you, you used to play basketball and now I'm a long distance runner. So we, we meet together on the, on the sports arena um, as well. Me but um, aside from that, aside from play, what are your plans for the future in terms of mothers of a new era, um, teaching herbs, teaching, teaching birth companion, um, music and art? Tell us, tell us all the stuff that's happening for you. Wow, that's a lot. So basically the whole idea, Rifka, for mothers of a new era is we already live in the new era. Mothers are already new, you know, and technology has advanced so that we can actually you know, have some order in our lives where we as mothers can do other things as well as raise families because I am the traditional and a traditional mother since I really do enjoy raising a family and having children and cooking and cleaning. That's, I just love that. But I'm also an artist and I also play sports and I also do these other things. So that is, um, that's what I'm an advocate of. This is what I'm doing, Rivka. I'm fitting this huge world of everything that I like. And I'm saying, women, we can do it. You can be a mother. You can have home births. You can educate your children. You can sing and dance and do poetry and do vlogs with some of your favorite people out there. That there is no limits. But what we all do need is we do need a um, support system. We do need people around us that we all can gather around in the same thing. Um, what I'm doing here is I'm I do music, but I do music for to encourage people. Really, that's what I do. I do music to encourage people to 
and to encourage them to let them know that there's a better day coming because I truly know that there's a better day coming. I don't encourage specifics. I just say, hey, keep the faith, keep an open mind and in a, in a, in love in your heart because um, the times are changing for the good. Um, what I do for the herbs, Rivka, it was all about knowledge. What I'm doing is I want to, everything that I've learned in my life, I want to share with everyone else. And the way that we can do it right now is through little pockets of different things that we can publish and provide for people. So I have the herb sessions, which just say, hey, I want to learn about herbs, and I'm going to invite all those people that I that I know to learn about herbs. But my ultimate goal, Rivka, is to have a, a birthing center for um, my community specifically, and underprivileged so-called Black or people that don't have that knowledge and don't have that in their community. That is what um, I would like to do and to establish that along with many, 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 many other things. But if, since we're talking about birth right there, that is something that I would like to do. Um, Can I? Go ahead. I'm in. You're, you're always in. Like, you're the start. You're one no, of the. I, I want to be part of that. Here. That sounds right. And I know that what you put your mind to, Shalisha, you definitely get done. So, yes, everyone that wants to be part of that, just sign up here. We can yes. find something for you to do. Absolutely. Um, and I also want to just go back and tell everyone about the herb sessions. It was so much fun. We got uh, 13 of our favorite herbs. 14, yes. actually, it ended up being, I think. Yes, we and did. We, did uh, we met together every Sunday for many weeks, and we talked about those herbs. And I think, um, Shalisha, you're going to be publishing the videos of those chats um, one by one, one of these days soon, when you get yeah. all the tricky stuff done. Soon. Very, very soon, Rivka. I'm going to be posting those chats, um, and so everybody else can get those little things. And maybe we can do maybe one once a month to, to keep it going, because I've had a lot of people actually uh, say, are we going to keep going, or, or what's going on with that? I would love to do that. I think that would be so much fun because there's so many herbs out there that we can that we can learn more about. Yeah, and we still have to talk about the ones that we did explore that, uh, um, like the the burdock root and so forth that you didn't we we had tried out. So I just exactly, want to tell you yeah. about those things. Yeah. Um. So homeschooling. Yeah. What all? Like how on earth? I never homeschooled my kids. People ask me because I lived that kind of life, and they were like, "Oh, do you homeschool your kids?" And I'm like, "No." Mm-hmm. I don't like I have enough to do. So how on earth do you manage? Um, that is the mothers of a new era key. That's where I throw that in there again, because what I do is I manage by not fitting myself into the traditional way of uh, mothering. I don't, uh, I find the time to educate each child in the way that they need to be educated. And I kind of throw out all of, the traditional means in which they say that it has to be done. However, I do, I don't unschool. So they do have a curriculum. We do go through, you know, um, progressions of learning and so forth. But what I don't do is say, hey, it's this time, it's that time, you've done this, you've done that. I don't do that. I just let them all and let's all learn and grow together. I'm a homeschooling mother, but I'm also a student as well. And you say, how do we manage it? Like, what's to say how you manage it? What do you do? We, we live it. That's what we do. And every day we go to bed and say, how do we manage tomorrow better? 
because today was a little chaotic. And that's <laughs> kind of what I do every day uh, to get every single day better. And I want to just share with this because a lot of people don't feel like they can do something like educating and homeschooling their children. And that's another thing that I do think that um, that we have uh, in, in ourselves is to educate ourselves and to educate our children. And all it takes is the confidence and all it takes is the the drive to say, I can do this and, and you definitely can do it. But you know what, Rifka, when it comes down to it, I'm learning as I go at the same time. And I'm not afraid to say that. And that's the most important thing. I think that is the most important message that we can give everyone out there. Basically, as soon as you're born, basically, as soon as you're conceived, you are learning as you go. Babies in the womb know exactly what to do. I'm going to put my head down so that I can get out. Oh, no, I'm not going to put my head down because my cord's too short. I'm going to keep my feet down. And then I'm going to feel the contraction. Like, we know what to do. We know how to walk. We know how to poop. We know how to do all the things when we're babies You're growing right. up. Um, when we get pregnant, we know what to do. But it's always like, ah, I, 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 this is new. So I don't really know what to do. And that's, that I think is the key for any pregnant woman out there that's listening to this is basically we don't know what to do. And I'll tell you a story. So I have a lot of people that ask me like, oh, I'm having trouble with my, with my, with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. And I really feel like, I don't know if this is the one, I don't know, or my husband or my wife, I don't know if this is the one you know, we're having a tough time. And I've been married for 38 years. And I will tell you, absolutely, there's tough times. What What about you don't know if this is the one? <laughs> so it's the same as labor, you know, you're going through labor, there are tough times, you do not need an epidural, it's tough times, you're having the baby. It's the time that you need to, you know, do whatever it is that you need to do at that time. Yeah, I totally agree. And like you said, when you asked me, what does having a baby and the way that I had the baby do for me, it did this for me. It said it allowed me to say and open my mind up and said, oh, I can do something that I don't know. Yeah. Because all it does is take for you to know and you know one thing, and you know, two things and then you keep going and add on. And that's how the baby grows, right? Absolutely. Um. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I was thinking when you were saying that was uh, MBC used to be Mo um, Montreal Birth Companions, but the way I ran it, unfortunately, it dissolved because I ran it, basically, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, I don't really believe in the traditional ways that organizations are run, so, um, so my private little, um, little name for it was uh, M for Miracles, B mm -hmm. for babies and C for chaos. <laughs> so it's kind of like the same way that you're living your life, you know, miracles, babies and chaos, but it all works really well together to support what we're doing. I agree. I agree. So we talked about um, all of the things that you're doing in your life, except what about all of the, because you're doing a lot of art and music and poetry and, and really getting out there with that. Do you want to just share a little bit about that? 
Well, yeah, I mean, just recently I dropped the first EP, which was, um, you know, just my Cali Greens EP. And so as far as music, that's what I have. As far as poetry, um, because of the COVID, I haven't done as many of the, uh, you know, we have like the Micah Dim Lights and different things of that, that we were, um, you know, we basically open up, have an open uh, a open mic session for people, in, uh, the people of artistic community. Um, however, we're not doing that anymore because of of the COVID. However, we're going to start that back up probably online, but it's a little bit weird online to, mm-hmm. to do so, sort of things like that. But right now I'm in a really, Ripka, I'm, I'm, I'm using my art for cultural production. So whether it's music, whether it's literature, whether it's fashion, and whether it's food and nutrition, I'm all I'm doing it all in efforts to um, provide a culture, and that culture is that culture of community, of birthing, of knowledge, of hope, of peace, of happiness. Doesn't matter where you come from, what walk of life you are. It's only two people in this world. There's the good and the bad. I'm 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 gathering. And I'm with all those people that are the good, and it's gonna be. Um, it's, it's going to be a different world coming. I just want to encourage everybody out there in these times that they may feel like things are going down. I think that things are actually going up. You know, it's like, you know, you have to pull the swing back to let it go so it can start swinging. That's, that's all that's happening right now. So in my art, I'm actually doing more creative work as far as on a creative team and marketing and advertising and um, fashion and things of that sort. Um, but as far as my poetry and music, it's just part of me. It's always going to be something that I do. And the next uh, things that I have, I'll be sure to uh, let you know. And as far as our, our YouTube channel, the Mothers of a New Era YouTube channel will be coming soon. And you'll just be able to get a, a lot of little lifestyle things and and a lot of politics. I mean, I talk about everything. We talk about everything in in my art. I think that's what it is about. I think I'm a, a birth keeper art, even even with how we have babies, how we live our life, how we wake up in the morning and go to sleep. I just, I'm an artist in all of that. And I actually encourage everybody to, 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 to like become one with the artist in them. If you have one, one word to share with everyone, what would it be? Oh, one word to share with everyone. Oh my goodness. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, let's have some silence. Everybody just be patient. Shalisha's thinking about her word. You know what the word is? The word is peace. Okay. This is Thank the word. The word is peace. And, but this peace is spelled with, like I told you, the P-E-E-S-S. Politics, education, economics, society, and spirituality. I think in all five of those parts of our life, we um, that's where we need to be able to deal with peace. Peace is, peace is very, very important, and it's attainable. When they tell us that peace is not attainable, I don't believe it. It's attainable, and it's going to be attained. That's what, that's what this all this stuff is. It's like that's what it's designed for. The baby is designed to come out. But all the process before it comes out, it's a little scary and chaotic and all these things. And all of a sudden, the baby is born. And I believe that's what's happening. The Earth's baby is being born. (laughs) That's why we're friends. We both believe that. 
Yeah. We really do. I believe we hold on to that, Rifka. Huh? We got to hold on to that. Of course. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that the, 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 the pandemic has given us little cracks where all sorts of light is shining through. Absolutely. I agree. So in peace and love, um, bye everyone. I, I hope you all, uh, you all enjoyed this. Hope we'll do it again soon. And, um, everyone remember mothers of a new era, the YouTube channel is going to, going to be coming soon and herb sessions on Instagram. We're going to be starting up the herb sessions again. So everyone have a wonderful return of the light. It's, uh, the, the days are getting a little bit longer and longer and longer. So the light is coming and have a wonderful day, a wonderful week and um, everyone stay safe and have a wonderful rest of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Rufka. We love you. <laughs> we love you too. Peace. Peace. Mothers of a new era, a new era. Mothers of a new era, a new era. Mothers of a new era, a new era. Mothers of a new, a new, a new era. Mothers of a new era, a new era. Mothers of a new era, a new era. Mothers of a new era.